Welcome to another episode of Today's Tick. My name is Trent Scheidecker. I'm a chiropractor and I'm also an advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Each week we like to study in an inspiring principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thanks for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. And we are back with another Today's Tick episode with a longtime friend, long, longtime friend and longtime colleague, Dr. Drew Fouch out of Cairoway Maple Grove, Maple Grove, Minnesota. I'm sure there's lots of Maple Groves out there. And I am going to welcome Drew because this is a special episode and uh, I'm excited to dive into today's topic, which is going to revolve around practicing chiropractic in a 100% cash model, uh, no reimbursement, no third party. And Drew is an expert in this field as he's been doing it for the last six years. Is that correct? Yeah, six years next month. Six years. Congrats. So let's do this. Before we jump too far into the conversation, I always like to open up with some real easy, easy questions to kind of bring people in to know the audience a little bit better. Who are you? Where are you from? What's, uh, what brings well, you here today? You know, I'm from, from the Twin Cities area here, uh, South Metro. Um, you know, did, uh, did my undergrad all the way up in Duluth, Minnesota. Which is where we met. Yeah, but, Phil, why don't you fill everyone in with uh, how we met? It's a good story. Uh, Trent and I actually played college football together, which was um, quite the experience in itself. And, and uh, you know, obviously I learned a lot of our values from that, I think. I mean, there's a I reason just, we somehow ended up back together here how many years later. Oh, I just got the goosebumps and that's something you can't see or uh, you can explain it. But yeah, values yeah. and many, many early morning workouts, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. club for football. Oh, yeah. uh, as a college student, that's not easy. As a working professional, kids, it's easy. But when you're yeah. in college, the last thing you want to do is wake up before 7 or 8 a.m. So, especially when it's negative 20 degrees outside. So, yeah, yep, that's when we met. Um, college days, football, Drew, Drew and I both played defense. And so, we yep. learned a lot about what it takes to have a strategy in place to protect your team and protect those that um, you call family. And that's really mm -hmm. what uh, Drew and I do on a daily, weekly basis is uh, we practice both together. Drew practices out of Cairo Way of Maple Grove, and I practice out of Cairo Way of Woodbury, Minnesota. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we met. And uh, why don't you uh, keep going here? What, what brought you into chiropractic school, and how did we uh, continue down the same path together? Um, I think, you know, uh, at, at Duluth, I was a physiology major. I was in the exercise science program, and um enjoyed the idea of learning about the human body and, and what it's capable of. Um, and when it came to chiropractic, it was, um, 
kind of a natural transition for me with, you know, the background on the team and, and sports and, and all that uh, physiology education that you have. So to get into a chiropractic school was um, a pretty easy transition for me. Um, and then once you're there, it's, man, is it mind blowing where, you know, you start, you come in, you, you, you think one thing and you, you leave and, man, you just look at your naive self from when you started school to a little over three years later and man, your ideas can change your your philosophies can change your mentality can change your, your priorities change. And it, it's incredible. Um, that three and a half year process of growing as a, as a person, um, has pretty much brought me to where I am today and, you know, uh, lots of other influences in that outside of school. Um, you know, some good, some bad, but everything influences you and molds you to where you're going to be and where you want to be. Yeah. It's a transformation at, at, at the least going, going into school and out of school to get your doctorate in chiropractic. And, uh, I think you were maybe day one or day two into school as a T one at Northwestern. And I pulled you aside and, and said, Drew, you need to, uh, dive into as many uh, outside of class activities as you possibly can to prepare yourself for what's to come after graduation. Yeah. What, did, what did you do in school to, to get you to where you are now in, in, in business? Uh, you own your own business. You have a very successful practice, 100% cash, which a lot of people uh, are envious and want to know more. And we'll get into that. But what did you do in school to get you to where you needed to be after graduation? Well, let's start off by just making it clear that I thought you were nuts when I first uh, started yeah. talking to you at chiropractic school. And, and you was, still uh, don't? Um, no, no, no. You're, cool. You've you've justified yourself now um, because correct. you had you had you were you're done with school or finishing up school and um, uh, moving on to your um, practice out there in Woodbury, and you had this fire and this passion, and, and I'm going, man, you're nuts. I'm trying to get through, you know, anatomy right now, <laughs> so. Um, but what, uh, what I had to get through to school. Yeah. You, you've got to plan ahead. I mean, when you start school, I mean, your, your priorities are get through trimester one, get through trimester two, get through trimester three. And that's great. Cause you need to do those things. You have to get through those trimesters. You have to pass your boards. Um, but you also have to look at the big picture. What are you going to do when you're done? You know, it's no different than kids coming out of undergrad now where they're going, oh, I graduated, I've got this piece of paper, now what do I do? The people that are successful are going to be the ones that are planning ahead. The people that are um, making choices that are going to set them out for success, you know, three, four, five years after school, not trying to figure it out once they graduate. And, I, you know, you see a lot of both of those situations with students that you are going to school with. And it's funny to look back now at six years, six and a half years, whatever it's been since I've graduated and been like, man, some kids are, they, they figured it out. They're good. They, they, you know, you could, you knew those kids were going to be successful and they were going to continue with this chiropractic field. And some kids don't, some, some adults get, get out there and they just, it's not for them. They didn't have a plan. They, they don't have uh, an idea of what they're going to be doing or want to be doing. And, and, they lost the passion. They lost the want and will to work for it and move on. So I think that the biggest thing is just, it's, it's setting yourself up. I mean, not just financially, but um, mentally, you got to be ready to come out and work because it's, 
you don't get anything handed to you. That's Ever. great. That's great. And that goes back to college days where you and I, every week during the fall would have to come up with a new plan with our, obviously the coaches would come up with that strategy, but every week we had a new plan for how we were going to play against a new opponent. Uh, we played differently against university of North Dakota than we would against university Mankato. And we would play mm -hmm. differently against Concordia than we would against St. Cloud. And, and that is, again, I got more goosebumps just taking back out glory days, but uh, that is, that is no different uh, for chiropractic as well, where, where we need to take this conversation is what, what does a student need to do to plan ahead in order to get to this cash practice model? Let's say someone's sitting here going, yeah, I want to know more. This is, this is intriguing and we can dive in and have future uh, podcasts and future episodes on, on the specific details of a cash practice and all the, the nitty gritty that comes with it. But I think where we're going right now is, uh, you walked into school and you transformed your, your mentality and you realized that there's a lot of extra activities that you needed to do to get ready for graduation day, which FYI for everyone drew opened up right after graduation, I believe maybe two months after you graduated three at the most. Uh, so you graduated in November. I opened up. No, it was a little bit. I couldn't find a place to open up. Like okay. my lease, my lease negotiations took me three months. There's, <laughs> there's some more planning right there for, for those taking notes, write it down, plan, plan where you specifically want to practice, but let's, uh, let's get into f some fun stuff. Uh, before we, uh, I'm getting excited. I got so much on my mind right now. Planning for a cash practice. What do you got to do? Well, I think when I was a student, I think the number one thing was finding people who are already doing it and doing it successfully and doing it the right way, the way you want to be doing it. Because there's, there's cash practices out there. Um, whether they're 100% cash is, you know, you, you never really know. You never get the whole story. Everyone, I think, has this illusion in their mind that they're probably 100% cash, but yet they still do some PI and stuff. Find, what, find out what you want to do. If you want to have 100% cash practice, find somebody who's running 100% cash practice. And that's what Trent was doing. And that's what his vision was the whole time. Where There is no third-party billing. There is no insurance. There's no nothing. It, this is 100% cash. And that was one of the things I think that drove me to learning more about you know chiropractic from Trent and, and learning the right and wrong ways to do things. Um, but you have to learn from other people. You have to find people to um, grab onto and whether you are going to do what they're going to do or copy what they're going to do, or um, I'm going to tell you right now, it's very difficult thing to do um, when you get into the cash world. So you finding someone to work with is always going to be your best option. Um, second thing I think that I did in swells in school, get a job, go make some money. Stop. So then when you graduate, you don't have to go out to the bank and ask them for a ton of money because they're not going to give it to you because you just walked out of school with hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans and they're going to look at you like you're nuts. So the more money you can save up while you're in school, the better you're off going to be hitting the ground running as soon as you graduate. You can start finding a location, opening, opening the doors. You have some uh, cash flow to pay some overhead. Um, You've got some things to get you going. You've got some cash flow to help you because, uh, like you said, sometimes you don't plan ahead and you think uh, going out every weekend and 
having a good time with the buddies is it's great. But when you're dropping a couple hundred bucks every weekend, that adds up after a while. That really adds up and you can save those dollars and, and really, really put yourself um, way ahead of the game by not having to rely on other sources for funding. Yeah. I, I opened up my practice without a, without a loan. I saved uh, throughout my entire uh, chiropractic schooling uh, days uh, because I knew I wanted to open up and, uh, and I applaud those that are doing the same. I had two or three jobs in school and I know you as well. So plan for cash, uh, find some mentors. What's the, the third, what would be your top third recommendation for planning to open up your cash practice? Start envisioning where you're going to be way, way ahead of time. When you, when you get through that first year, start thinking, all right, where am I going to practice? Where's a good place to practice? Why do you want to practice there? Uh, I think that will uh, help develop that vision of, of what your practice is going to look like in the future is start figuring that out, you know, have these decisions made ahead of time. You know, I, I don't even remember what trimester you start filling out that business plan, but your business start. plan should, yeah, should be up here or on paper yeah, well, before, well, well yeah. before that happens. Um, and like you said, that then when you graduate, you are, 10 steps ahead of everyone else. You're way ahead of the game. And you don't think that's a big deal, but man, the longer you sit there, not practicing, not open up, the less money you're bringing in, the longer it's going to take, the more interest that's developing on your student loans. Um, it hurts, you, you know, the faster you can do it, the better, the better it's going to be. That's great. So we have, um, we have planning ahead. We have mentors and envisioning and putting that into a business plan. I'm, uh, I, I write a business plan every year. I'm mm -hmm. going on nine years into practice and I spend almost my entire fourth quarter of the year planning up my year ahead. So, uh, I'm a big proponent of business plans. Let's, let's talk a little more logistics uh, for those that are saying, all right, this is all fine. I can plan, I can write, I know where I want to practice. I want to be in my hometown. <laughs> what, what entails, what are, what are the top three characteristics or top three uh, necessities uh, for a cash practice? So you got your planning and you need to put some material into your business plan. What is it? What do you need to put in uh, to make your practice uh, a differentiator in the chiropractic industry so that you can support your yourself in a cash practice? Well, I think the biggest thing when setting up um, Cairo way here in Maple Grove was minimizing my overhead. Cool. That's great. I, I think when you get into cash, you know, sometimes you hear these gaudy numbers of uh, chiropractors and their offices pulling in millions and millions of dollars. And you're like, man, that's great. So I can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and still make millions. This is, it's, it's not always how it works. I mean, that, the, the idea is great, but, um, I, I think when you're dealing with cash, you've, you're dealing with a slightly smaller figures and you're going to um, be far more successful, especially right out of the gate by keeping your overhead down. You keep your overhead down um, every penny you make. Um, you know, obviously you have different philosophies of putting it back in, which is what I think most of us did. You, you, every dollar you make, you put back in just to grow, 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 grow. And eventually you hit that point where you want to be and you can 
then call yourself a successful cash practice. There you go. That's beautiful. I just took a like a two day seminar on uh, mastering uh, the profit. So profit mastery is what it's called. And uh, the presenter was fabulous, and he talked extensively on how to read your P and L statement and your balance statement and determine where there may be some challenges in your business model. And the key take up, the key takeaway is it's not necessarily all about your net profit. It, it, it also uh, involves uh, what, where that cash is flowing. So cash flow yeah. is a big part of that. And that's what you're describing here where yeah. you're saying, Hey, if you have a low overhead practice, right, you don't need to have two people, one person setting appointments, one person uh, for collections. Um, and let's just say uh, you start your practice right out of school by yourself, which is what Drew did. And um, you're making money, you're making uh, X amount of dollars. Now you can flow, you can cash flow, put that money where you so choose rather yeah. than having to be having to. Yeah, yeah, because you have overhead, uh, such as uh, a multiple payroll, or you're waiting for collections to come in. So I love yeah, that. Low yeah, overhead. You, you never know where or when that money is going to come. So if you have guaranteed expenses, you're kind of hamstringing yourself. You know, it's kind of like taking out a big loan for that nice big pickup truck. Well, you're forever going to have to pay that loan until it's done. You're, you're locked into it. Um, you hire an employee. Well, you're kind of locked into it unless you want to fire them. Um, but I think uh, having that overhead set up and the business model set up as well, I'll probably get into the next point here, every business model set up to where you don't have to have these services. You don't have to pay somebody to sit there and schedule people. You don't have to pay, you know, that saves you, you know, 40, 50, 60 grand a year by not having that person. You know, that's 40, 50, 60 more grand that you get for your business. That's and correct. you can use that in your cash flow, which is going to be much more beneficial for growing. What's the next, what's the next top cash practice uh, principle that these students or other chiropractors that want to transition into this model uh, need to uh, have? Um, probably to understand that it's not going to come easy. It, Time. <laughs> Yeah, it takes time. It's about that. Yeah, very, um, I I once did a podcast with another uh, gentleman of a different business entity, but he um, he asked me what's what's the what's the one word? What's the one word you have to describe what you need to have? And it's just persistence. Keep going. And I think I've transitioned that word into grit now. In my last video I did with you, yeah. um, you need to have that grit. You need to have that persistence because it is not. Um, it is not a $10,000 day. It's, it's a, it's a slow and steady growth throughout your career um, to the point where you, you've made it. You don't have to, um, not that you don't have to work as hard because trust me, the more people you're seeing, the harder you got to work um, to make sure they continue to come in to see you. But um, having that grit having that perseverance and tenacity, especially when you're starting, being able to go out there, um, do the uncomfortable, do the things you don't want to do, um, but know that it's going to come back and, and help you in the yeah. long run. Yep. Yeah. So I have uh, in my mind a uh, benefit of uh, seeing that principle of time taking place. I want to see if we both have the same alignment in our minds. 
what's the benefit of uh, a growing a cash practice slowly over time and uh, putting in the hours and the days um, where you're putting in the sweat, blood and tears or grit? What's the benefit of that in the long run? Um, for, for the practice of chiropractic, what do you see being the, the top benefit? I mean, it's, it's, it's personal value. It's, um, I think probably the most important thing. If you are growing with 20, 30 new clients a week, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, your retention is not going to be very good. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. So and- when, when you're able to bring people in consistently and, and, not moderately, but just on a, on a good flow that you can handle. And everyone's going to be different with um, how much new business they're going to be able to handle. Um, but when you can do that consistently and not just in large clumps, when all of a sudden you see your numbers going down, um, that's, you get that trickle effect. And that's where you can start building the relationships with people and really start building a practice and not just having that revolving door, bringing them in. That's great. Yeah. Retention, 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 retention. So we got low overhead. We got slow and steady wins the race, just like the turtle and the hare uh, through retention. And uh, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's wrap it up with a bang here with the, what's the third top uh, necessity for a ca- cash practice or what's the top uh, take home for the students of chiropractic that they need to start implementing or putting in their business plan because they're planning ahead. I know what you're doing. There, I love yeah, it. No, system, system, system. Yeah, know what cool. you're doing. That's the biggest thing. And I, I mean, I'll tell you straight up. I'm probably even trying to tell you. I no clue what I was really doing right away. <laughs> I was trial by error. I, I think our whole process was trial by error, and, and it's obviously you know the old refined by fire. We've uh, we've we've tuned it up and tweaked it quite yeah. a bit, and, and now have it exactly where we want. Where now it's now it's this well oiled machine. Um, not just the systems within the office, but the chiropractor themselves. Um, man, we night and day, absolutely night and day, um, figure out what you're doing. And again, that probably goes back to working with groups of people, learning from other people, talking to other chiropractors, um, getting, getting yourself associated with what other people are doing so you can figure out what you do and don't want to do. Yeah. I just heard yesterday or the day before it was, uh, You've heard of the infamous, uh, you, uh, you learn through failure. Well, you can also learn through others, uh, failures yeah. and not have to pay for it yourself. If you align yourself with the right tribe or the right network or the right chiropractors. And, um, I'm preaching to the choir cause we work together. We share our wins and losses with each other. Yep. So we can all learn together, but that goes right back to the very beginning of this conversation that you brought up with. You need to find a mentor and you need to find someone that yes. uh, can feed you information and feed you uh, the knowledge that we don't, we just don't know. We, I had a business professor in uh, a chiropractic school days that would always say, uh, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And if you can accept that you don't know everything and take that next step now to, uh, to mentoring and training and uh, uh, listening to podcasts. Yeah. It makes a night and day difference so that when you're in practice Mm -hmm. um, and that unique challenge happens to you right then and there, you know how to solve it rather than um, maybe pushing it underneath the rug or pushing it aside and it, it turns mm-hmm. into a big uh, well, 
uh, monster later on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just going back to what you said about wins and losses, you know, one thing I've learned, especially in business um, and being a cash practice, wins are great, but wins get you li- little dollars. Losses lose you big dollars. So That's great, man. When, when you're, when you're really, are sharing these wins and losses with other people and these experiences and, and avoiding these big problems and these big losses. Um, <laughs> it, when you're running a low overhead practice, the last thing you want is a big chunk to come at you. And, and um, there's little things you can learn from other people um, in business and chiropractic and um, running or renting a, a space, whatever it is. Um, all these little tiny aspects of, of having a chiropractic business. Um, if the more things you can avoid um, in that loss column, the, the greater. And the only way to avoid them before they happen is to learn from someone else's experience. Yeah. And this goes back to the very, very, very beginning of this conversation, which is uh, you and I playing defense together. And we had an infamous uh, saying in our side of the, of the team. We always said defenses win you championships. You cannot get to that championship game with 100% offense and an no. old defense. You have to have 100% defense in order to win. So obviously you need the offense too. You need a Tom Brady. You need someone that can produce the points. But here's the catch that I think uh, you're making here. Cash practice uh, is not as easy as what it may sound. It might even be more challenging, actually. uh, I think it is for sure. Yeah, and, and which, which is why maybe we're here doing it because I I I love a challenge and I know you do as well. So uh, find find a group that can share their losses or find those that are willing to share those losses because, like Drew just stated, wins will produce a little income, uh, losses will produce a big loss of income. So you want to prevent mm-hmm. those losses, otherwise you're just got yourself a revolving cash practice door. So alignment of the minds is huge. I, I don't know if we can uh, end our conversation on a better note than that. Is there anything else you want to share for those that are listening? I got nothing, but um, you know, uh, my doors are always open. Feel free to reach out. Um, Send me an email. Give me a phone call. Yeah. I didn't give a plug. I'm assuming you'll have the bio. Yeah. 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 Bio is already introduced. You're, Mm -hmm. uh, you're in the system and uh, we'll share all of Drew's contact information as well with this podcast. So he's there. He's there for you to reach out if anyone has questions. I know that Drew also has an open door policy where if you walk into his practice, if you're a chiropractor student um, or even a student thinking about becoming a chiropractor, uh, just walk in, shake his hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm interested in learning more about what yeah. you do or what uh, you guys do as a, as a franchise because uh, we're we're here uh, uh, to support chiropractic first and foremost. Yep. Uh, second, we're here for the students of chiropractic. And third, we're here uh, for those uh, that are doing it. And we need to protect uh, protect that team just like we did in, 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 in University of Minnesota Duluth days. So I appreciate your time, Drew. That was, that was too quick. I know that we're going to have many more of these in the future. So uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, participating today. Thanks for participating uh, with my practice. We, it's like we're practicing together in different communities yeah. for the last six years. So uh, more good conversations to come with 
Drew Fouch out of Maple, Maple Grove, Caraway of Maple Grove. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, thanks, Trent. Appreciate it. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you enjoyed with it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. This is your first episode. Please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location analysis and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. And be a champion, be a hero, and send them this episode. You never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. BJ Palmer. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical condition, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. And in addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risks. Risks associated with chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.